Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show.
starting this episode, a song called Vision, from the Metals album, Russ Taff. He was the lead for the Imperials for quite a while. But did you know he's an amazing solo artist in his own right? And I first heard his unmistakable voice back in 1974 when he released a custom album. And since then, he's recorded so many songs, I don't even know where to start. But let me start with one of his earliest songs. Now, the quality isn't too great, but let's hear a bit of a song when he recorded to the group called Sounds of Joy. Don't give up, try it again. This time you can make it, don't you see? All heaven wants you to win Gather all your courage together And make a final stand I know that you can make it this time There is a power that has come To help you stand it is the Spirit of God Sit down to men If you will just trust His name Your life He will rearrange And He will give you a reason to try again I know you're scarred and you're bruised from trying so many other things but I know through Jesus you can win the price was paid in full when the spikes went down into the wood and I know that you can make it There is a power that has come to help you stand It is the Spirit of God sent down to men If you will just trust His name Your life He will rearrange And He will give you a reason Try again. There is a power that has come to help you stand. It is the Spirit of God sent down to men. If you will just. Sounds of joy. Rust half. I just knew there was something unique about that voice when I first got the custom album back in 1974 to play on my early Jesus solid rock radio show. Recently, I spent some time with Russ, and I think you're going to want to hear the entire interview. <laughs> he has so much to say about his journey. And during my visit, I asked him about that band and his best friend, an amazing guitar player, James Hollihan. Before the Imperials heard about Russ, the guys called Sounds of Joy had made quite an impact with their first album. 
I read this little note about 1974 when Shalom Records came out with this. They said, didn't know what to call it. Discogs called it a psychedelic rock gospel album. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that's the kind of music that people thought you were back <laughs> they then? Were psychedelic rock. <laughs> trying, to, trying to describe exactly what it was. And of course, you know, back then you had, uh, I don't know, Led Zeppelin probably and stuff like that. And so well, uh, acid rock, that's the only term that they, you know, acid. It's acid rock, acid rock. Nobody knew what that word meant unless you were in that culture, but... This is Jerry Bryan, and I'm interviewing Russ Taff. I just wanted to find out if Russ even knew what was going on with the Jesus Revolution back then and that he was part of it. We had no idea contemporary Christian artists out there, and so beginning, we would listen to Beatles songs and rewrite them, you know, Grand Funk Railroad and rewrite them. And I was, I guess, 17. And that's what got me writing in the first place is just trying to find material. Uh, and we'd give uh, altar calls out, out in the park. I asked my, the principal at our school, I said, uh, would you let us, our little band play at an assembly? And I kept after him, kept after him. I finally, after three months, he said, okay. And I went to my dad, who was pastoring this little church, and I said, could we have a Monday night service that no deacons and elders would come to? <laughs> he, he worked it out that that would happen and we could have the church on Monday nights. So we played at the assembly, and I invited all the kids out to Monday night to this little church called Old Country Church. It was just jam-packed. I mean, jam-packed. It was like, do you want to go hear a band? Do you want to go hear a band? And I knew about three scriptures pretty well. You know, Pentecostal church, it's all emotion, very little teaching. So I shared my three scriptures, and I said, uh, if you want to make Jesus your Savior, come forward. And uh, they just flocked to the front. I mean, the whole area in front of the altar, it was filled with young people. The next Monday night, it was jam-packed, and it just kept growing, kept growing to where they were 10 deep outside of the building with the windows open. There were two guys from Kilgore, Texas, that God just spoke to them and told them to come to Hot, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and to minister to people on the streets. There were 32 hippies, you know, we called them back then, hippies that were the dope smokers and all of that. And they walked into the park and asked somebody, you know, where, where does that group hang out? And they said, well, they're over on that side over there. And so they went over there and said, can I talk to you? To the, and the, well, sure, you know, they're just, and they started preaching to them. And all 32 of them got saved. And so they started coming to the thing on Monday nights. And it got so big that I, I opened the windows and and we would sing and do a concert and um, altar call, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. But we didn't know it was happening all over the country. You know, there wasn't CNN and all that. And, and so it was like, my God, a revival has hit this town. We'd do concerts in the park and people would come forward and come forward. And uh, I, I'd never met a time. I mean, they would stop me. I'd be up, you know, my locker in high school in the hall there and people would come up to me. How do I find Jesus? How do I find Jesus? I'd sit in study hall and and, you know, I'd get notes slipped to me. How do I find Jesus? And Jim, I mean, it was just one of the most amazing things I, I had ever seen. But again, I didn't know it was happening all over the country. And so we started writing songs and began to play those. It was um, a powerful, 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 you know, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Of course, you were there yourself. But it, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see that happen again.
You've got to finish what you started. Russ Taff on Full Circle. We wanted to bring contemporary Christian music to our little town. You know, somebody besides us, and they all thought with drums and guitars and all that, but I thought, well, if we had somebody professional that um, the people kind of knew their name. Yeah, and then the Imperials came to town, and well, what were they like back then? They were more of a Southern gospel group, and then Michael O'Mardian did uh, produced a record on them and with the song, Jesus Made Me Higher. And so they started turning more contemporary a little bit, and we brought them to Hot Springs and booked the convention center, and we did car washes and, you know, went to businesses, please help, please help. And we raised, I think it was $1,500 for the whole thing, sound system, the whole thing. And they came in, and they let us do 20 minutes before they came on. And our little band uh, did 20 minutes. And I knew that they were going to call us up to do a um, do the encore with them. So I gave my little camera uh, to um, a, a close friend of mine, and it was one of those long, thin ones that had the bulb on top. Your audience will know what I'm talking about. You know, that would turn every time you take it. You had four shots. And so I'm up on stage with them, and I'm with this group, you know, that I had just admired. And so he jumps up, takes one photo, and sets back down. And I'm trying to get his attention, take more, take more. This is a once in a lifetime for me, you know, this little teenage singer in Hot Springs. And so he never got back up. And I was just, oh my, oh my, oh my. So back then, I think I took the, the roll and ran to Kmart. And you know, you have to drop it off for five days, six days, something like that. And so I, I, I went back and picked it up and just, okay, I'm, you know, I'm gonna put this, you know, somewhere where I can look at it. Me on the stage with this super group, you know, as far as uh, that, that time in, in music. And it was nine guys waist down. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Uh, but so anyway, two and a half years later, I was working with an evangelist called Jerry Savelle, and uh, I moved to Fort Worth and started working with him. The band broke up, and uh, we were all 18, 19, and couldn't get along. Yeah. Well, that's happened to a lot of bands. But there was this one guy, James Hollihan, that stuck with you. I led him to the Lord. We had a Bible study I did uh, in the, with a house family I was living with called the Smedleys, and he lived across the street. I invited him to come over and just be at the, and I would play my acoustic and sing, and I knew he was a great, great guitar player, and so he brought his guitar over, and I taught him some songs, and to Bible study, we would do some songs, and so I led him to the Lord, and he started playing in the band with us, and we played together for, since we were 18. Russ, I'd like to ask more about that super group you opened up for, and how you got to sing with the Imperials. The Imperials called me in Fort Worth and asked me if I wanted to join the group. And I actually went to Jerry Savelle, who was, I don't know, he's my spiritual dad. And I said, I've got this call, but with you I'm learning the Word, I'm learning Scripture, I'm learning I am the righteousness of God and what that meant. And, uh, but I told him, I said, I've got this call. And if you don't want me to go, I won't. Because right here, right now, I'm learning and I'm happy. You know, I, I, my, I, I'm growing in Jesus. And he told me, he said, Russ, 
He said, I know this is a chance of a lifetime, and if you go, you're going to go with my blessing. So I drove to Nashville from Fort Worth and auditioned, and they hired me that night. And three, about three weeks later, I was singing lead with them. What years was that that uh, you actually performed with the Imperials? It was 1976. I was um, 22. And they brought me, uh, I started touring with them. I mean, you know, I'd never toured. Uh, you know, I'd do weekends. I always thought God would have me be like a, like a worship leader, what we call now a song leader back when I was younger, and, and just be part of that. Never knew I'd do anything like this and actually make money and make a living doing it. Six, six months later, they needed a guitar player, so I had James come up, and so they hired him. And so I was 22, so he was 20, almost 22, I guess. And we have been together uh, producing records. He toured with me, and uh, but is probably one of my closest friends still today. How many years later? What, 48, 49 years later, we're still very dear friends. We're like brothers, but... Uh, so it's been a journey musically with James. This is Jerry Bryant. I'm having a conversation with Russ Taff and sharing that with you. But I want to take a break just for a moment and give you our mailing address and tell you about the website and why I do the radio program. Of course, I'm taking you back to where it all began. A lot of people have forgotten. You might not have even been aware that Russ Taff first recorded in 1974. <laughs> That's way back. So there's many things I share on the radio program, and this particular one, I don't think you'll forget. And if you'd like to write me this week, you can simply go to my website, www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Don't leave out the Jesus. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You might like to support the radio show. There's a Give button at the very top of the page on the right. And all gifts are tax-exempt. Thank you. Well, there's so much more to Russ's story. How he met his wife, Tori, and co-writer of so many of his songs. But there were dark times ahead. You know, God always begins a good work in us. But there's a process we go through. So, let's go back to the interview. We're going to take a turn. It wasn't until after the interview and I started picking out songs... I realized how Russ had been writing his story for us all along. And we probably didn't notice. I mean, a lot of people love his music and just don't know what's behind the song. Actually, the song I'll be playing shortly has become the theme of this episode. With Russ Taff, I'm Not Alone. Something we want to address, because sometimes it feels that way even if you're on the top. Uh, in particular, a lot of people don't realize that people who are in the limelight, especially Christians, they, they struggle with, and I have, I confess it, feeling very alone, like I don't have, I've got a lot of people like me, and they like to hear me preach, and they like to listen to my show, but who are my closest friends? Who, and many times we feel very much alone. Oh my, uh, absolutely we do. And that song, uh, I mean, you know, I was talking about Jesus uh, going down there when I was 13 years old. And 
And this song says, when I close my eyes, I know you're here near me. And, and that was something that I really wanted to say. I really wanted to say that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're, you know, he's there. If you just close your eyes and think about him, he's there. He will walk through whatever with you. He will climb every mountain. He'll walk through every valley. He'll go to the bottom of the ocean with you. You will never be abandoned by him.
Hi, this is Russ Taff, and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant. Welcome back to Full Circle with my special guest, Russ Taff. Stay tuned. There's so much more of the interview coming. And this song, Down in the Lowland.
You know, you were searching for answers as a young man back in even your first album outside of the Imperials. We could talk about the Imperials all day, but who's going to do that? Let's talk about Russ, because Russ is here. And, (laughs) you know, you went through uh, several very significant albums. House of Glass. Oh, yeah. All the way to... um, just the Rust Half project, which I thought was one of the ones that I liked the most on my show because of that particular time. But you know, when I think about it, all these albums that came out from '85 on Walls of Glass, Metals, Rust Half, The Way Home, and yet back in even that first album, I sensed that you were asking a question or you were letting your heart's cry be known. I want to change. Tell me about that song. Well, going back to that little church, and my father was a very dynamic preacher, charismatic, uh, move a crowd, even in that small little Pentecostal church, but he was also an alcoholic. Started when I was seven. He, I found out later that, that after the first episode that he was an alcoholic before he became Christian, and he had been saved seven years. Eight years, I think. No, 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 a little bit longer than that. And God called him to pastor, so he was pastoring this little church. And he didn't show up Saturday night. And, you know, we had service Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. And so mom sent me home. I was seven. And uh, church had already started. And he worked six days a week, nine hours a day, building farm machinery. And I run into the house. Um, and I yelled out his name, and I hear him singing in the back bedroom. It was a little shotgun house. And I heard this singing that I'd never heard, and it didn't sound like my dad. And I ran back down to the church, and I said, Mom's dad's something wrong. You know, I had no idea. And she left the church with me and went back home. And when she heard him singing, and she got back to the back bedroom, I remember her yelling, I still hear it in my head. My dad's name was Joe, and I heard her say, oh, Joe, oh, Joe, oh, Joe. And I didn't know what drunk was. You know, I I, I didn't have any idea. And I began to put together that this is horrible. This is just, you don't know, you know. And mom's reaction, it was like the end of the earth, end of the world. And, And he had a pattern of preaching, getting back, pastoring for eight or nine months, and then he would relapse. And again, six months he would relapse. Four months he would relapse. Uh, And that was the pattern of our life. Um, We have been thrown out of two churches, and it's humiliating when you're 13. They threw my dad, voted him out. My mother made me go down because I was a guy and sat in the men's meeting and heard them say all these horrible things about my dad. And I go back home crying because mom wanted me to tell her what everybody said. So they voted daddy out on Wednesday. And so I had my little cardboard box guitar, uh, you know, box guitar case and my guitar. And I go down there and I open the door to go in. And my uncle who took over interim pastor, he stopped me and he said, Russ, what are you doing here? And I said, well, Uncle, I, you know, it's Sunday night. You know, I always sing my song. And he said, well, your dad's not welcome here, and you're not welcome here. And so I walked home with my guitar crying, you know, crying. And so we couldn't go to that church anymore, but that had been my life, not being able to do anything else but sing. And uh, I didn't. The older I get, the more I cried, Jerry. So just... Mom had a key to the church, and you can't talk outside the family. 
you, you know you know that yourself being a pastor and growing up in a pastor's home you cannot talk outside the church and i mean yeah outside the family and the worst whipping i ever got in my life was when i told a friend mom and dad had an argument and she just kicked the ever-loving i mean slapping kicking i was curled up in a ball in a corner with her kicking screaming you don't tell anybody what's inside this family and i had heard that jesus could be like a friend and I had a key to that church, and so 10.30 at night when nobody was there, I would go down to sneak into that church, and I'd feel my way to the front with the pews. I couldn't turn on any lights, afraid the neighbors would call the police. And there was a little bitty lamp, uh, and I would turn that on up front, and I would sit there, and I'd talk to Jesus. I would uh, tell him how scared I was, and that I didn't know what to do, and I would just talk to him. And I would go back home, and when there's addiction in a home and chaos, you can stay out at four in the morning, nobody cares, because everybody's caught up in their own trauma and pain. And I did that night after night after night after night. It developed a bond with me and Jesus outside the church, outside of tradition and religion. But it was with him as a friend. And I have carried that with me and him with me because of those years at 13 years old and just talking to him night after night after night. But people ask me things that I went through. How did you survive? You know, just your childhood trauma. How did, but it all goes back to those years of being 13 years old and going down there and talking to him. Lord, you know my past, likely the pains of life have molded Years have brought so many things from examples I can see. Some good, some bad, they're all a part of me. But I see my selfish motives and my inconsistencies. And block upon block, the wall was built. Give it like a gift 
I, I grew up with constantly in that little family and mom and dad grew up this way and they raised us like they were raised constantly every day you're told you're not worth the bullet shoot you with you're not worth the salt that goes on your bread and you'll never amount to anything daily daily and so you come to believe it after a while you you believe that i'm not worth it and how that song came to be i remember my first grammy i think i was 24 with the Imperials, and <laughs> uh, we were at the Shrine Auditorium out in L.A. where Catherine Kuhlman used to preach and had her services. And so I go back to the payphone, and I call my mother. I was just so excited. I said, Mom, you're not going to believe this. I want a Grammy. And her response was, that's great, son. What's a Grammy? <laughs> I said, Mom, it's just a little award they give to singers. Well, good for you. Good for you. But that song, you win a, uh, you, you win a Grammy, the the biggest best highest award you can win and you go back to the hotel room and you're at the record you know they had parties the record company word was having parties and within 45 minutes to it all the joy is gone and you feel like they chose somebody else they should have chosen i don't deserve this i'm not worth this you're singing in front of thousands and thousands of people at such a young age and you go back to the tour bus and it's like what am i doing here I, I, I'm not worth anything, you know. I'm not worth the salt that goes on my, your bread. And so I go into my adult life completely insecure, not knowing who I was, afraid of success, not knowing what love was. But this thing in me, not realizing even in me, there was that seed of addiction that was in my dad. Uh, but my life internally was chaos. On the outside, everything looked good, and I'm standing in front of thousands of people, and they're telling you how wonderful you are, and that you changed their lives. And you would walk off stage and say, God, I'm so broken inside. I, I don't know who I am. I don't know really know who, I, who you are. I know what they told me about you, but is that really you? You know, this hard, hard, hard Jesus. And I wasn't measuring up, so, hey, I'm sorry, Jerry. But that, Lord, you know my past. Like clay, the pains of life have molded me. Years have brought so many things from examples I could see. Some good, some bad, they're all a part of me. But I see my selfish motives and my inconsistency. And rock upon rock, that ball, wall was built complete. Oh, please come and break this wall down and show this captive heart how to be free. I want to be like you. I want to be changed and not be trapped in the pattern my life has set for me. I want to be like you. I want to change until all I was meant to be, until all I can clearly see is the loving reflection of you and me. But 
Even then, before all the chaos started in my life, I knew I needed him. I knew that I was broken, and it was a heart cry. Help me, change me. I want to be like you. But right now, this pattern that I'm trapped in is keeping me, holding me. When peace cannot be found And sleep won't visit me tonight A restless mind that I can't tame How
I cry. Russ Taff on Full Circle. Hi, this is Russ Taff, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show. Thanks, Russ. Well, you've been listening to the painful but honest journey of my friend Russ Taff. You might have had a hard time listening to some of this interview because either you felt such empathy or because it reminded you of an unhealed wound in your own heart that only Jesus can heal. Friends, let me encourage you that what Russ found out, and I have as well, healing can take a very long time. It seemed like the pain will never go away because it's layer upon layer from all the past hurt, rejection. You know, you got to start the process somewhere. You have to start trusting. Even if you feel jaded, you feel like it's never going to work. There's always a hope for a new beginning, as it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you. Not calamity, not destruction, but I have a plan that is a future and a hope for you. As I said, there's so much more of this story to tell on part one. So, I'd like to invite you to listen to my next episode, I'm Not Alone, part two where I'll play more of the amazing songs that Russ has written and recorded, and you'll hear about the demonstration of God's faithfulness to Russ, proving he was not alone. God was there all of the time. Let me take a moment to remind you that this type of program may minister to you as it has so many others. So why don't you write me and let me know by going to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. I'm still amazed that God uses this classic Jesus music radio show around the world, either on radio or on the internet, and still pretty much just a handful ever respond to these episodes, so maybe you'd like to make a difference in an upcoming episode by sending in your one-time or monthly support using the donate button at the top of the web page. Now, if you'd like to check me out, check out the website, all the past shows and archives, let me give you the address. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Well, I'm going to close out with a song called Silent Love. For even sometimes when we think God has forgotten us, as I said, he was there all the time. And like I said, don't forget to tune in to episode 192, part two of my interview with Rust Half entitled I'm Not Alone. Even though sometimes he does seem silent, he's there. As I've said, he's there all the time. And he's always at work in your life. Here's Silent Love, Rust Half. You know my days from first to last Before a single word had passed As the world was wrong to be You lovingly designed and crafted I walk along
Silent Love from my special guest, Russ Taff. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.